My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Today, we're going to be talking about Christians that have just flat out lost their mind. Uh, that is the, that is literally the words of them, themselves, and it is the words of the media of the world around us. And these Christians are all over the world. They have just flat out lost their mind, okay? These Christians are literally going around, and they're preaching from the Bible, and then they're calling people up for, for sickness to be healed, for spirits to be cast out of them. They're literally... Uh, doing this at altar calls and everything, they are having, I mean, and these people aren't unbelievers that are going to the altars, getting demons cast out of them and stuff. These are actually Christians. So these Christians are calling other Christians up to the altar for healing and for demons to be cast out of them. They have flat out lost their mind. They say they've lost their mind. And the world thinks they've lost their mind. I say they've lost their mind. Let's talk about it biblically. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and this is what it says in verse 10. Now, God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except his Spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the person without the Spirit does not receive what comes from God's Spirit, because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it, since it is evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, and yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who has known the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Paul says here that one who is a Christian and who is all in, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, hold on a minute, has the mind of Christ, has took on the mind of Christ, that he is able to understand spiritual things because the Spirit of God is within him and because the Spirit knows the thoughts of God, the Spirit uh, the Spirit makes the thoughts of God known to man. So wait, so these Christians that have lost their mind, it is literal, right? Because they have lost their mind and gained the mind of Christ. So whenever the Christians say that we have lost our mind, yes, we've lost our mind. They are speaking truth. They have surrendered their thoughts of the flesh. They have surrendered their body over to take on the mind of Christ, to take on the knowledge and the spiritual truth that Christ bears, that the Spirit of God gives. So when the world says, you've lost your mind, they're speaking truth as well. But what they don't understand is the mysteries of God because it's only revealed by the Spirit of God, which is given to the believer, who is filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen to this. Listen to chapter 2. Let's let's back up. Paul says, When I came to you, brothers and sisters, announcing the mystery of God to you, I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. 
I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. Demonstrating the power of God at the presentation of the gospel is biblical. God moving in signs and wonders and people being set free is biblical. Religious tradition is not biblical. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, since we have this ministry because we were shown mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the, of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let the light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. This is what I want you to hear right here in this spot. Now we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry the death of Jesus in our body, so that the life of Christ may also be displayed in our body. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that Jesus' life may also be displayed in our mortal flesh. So then death is at work in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith... In keeping what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. For we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you. Indeed, everything is for your benefit, so that as grace extends through more and more people, it may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is is eternal. So this treasure in clay jars, though, I want you to hear this, that we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. The, the sinner's prayer is not extraordinary power from clay jars. We are talking about God moving through someone as little as me and you, through something as fragile as a clay jar. It could easily be busted. It's not very pretty. Okay. And it, it, it's just fragile. And God has chose us to demonstrate the power through the Holy Ghost, through us. So these Christians that are literally laying hands on people, people are getting demons cast out of them. People are getting healed. The, the power of God is happening. And, you know, three quarters of the people of the, of the congregation are coming to the altar 
to get set free, to go all in for Christ, to surrender addictions that they have and to surrender things that they've had as idols over their life for their entire life and generational curses, all these things that these people have carried. Yes, it is right to say that these Christians have lost their mind because they're gaining the mind of Christ and they're starting to do what the Bible talks about, what the Word of God has spoken. So, you know, for the typical person that is just used to their regular uh, church gathering, you know, I'm sorry if this offends you, but the sinner's prayer is not in the Bible. Your typical religious tradition is not in the Bible. Full surrender, a lifestyle of Christianity is in the word. So as many times as I've heard it and other Christians have heard it, when someone says you've lost your mind, say, yes, I have, and I've gained the mind of Christ. I've surrendered my own thoughts, my own flesh to allow the will of God to be in my life for my will to be God's will in my life. And you might be thinking, well, Blake, I understand that those things are biblical, that those things that these Christians are doing, that you're, you're speaking that they're biblical. And I understand that. But the fact of the matter is that was only for the apostles. That was only for the New Testament Christians to do. Well, I want you to hear this. Let's go to John 14, uh, verse 12. This is what Jesus said. He said, truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Did Jesus suddenly no longer want, to be want the Father to be glorified through the Son? Did that change at some point in time? I thought Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if that's true, then why in the world wouldn't he still want this to mean what it means when he said those who believe will do the works that he did and even greater? And what did Jesus do? He laid hands on the sick. He drove demons out of people so that they could be set free. He didn't go around just getting people saved. Okay, if if deliverance wasn't a, a thing that needed to be done, then he would have just went around getting people saved and, and casting demons out wouldn't have even been a thing. So we know that Jesus is flat out teaching something that we literally should be walking in today. And so another argument towards you who may think that it's just for the scripture, just for the people in this scripture, Jesus said in Luke 6 verse 40, it says that a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Jesus is calling us literally to do the things he did. It's all over scripture. Acts 2, when Peter was talking about the Holy Spirit, this is what he said. Repent and be baptized, each and, each and every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you, for your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Not just those in that time frame for all, for as many who are far off that God calls can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, can be filled with the Holy Spirit, can walk in the way that Christ walked, can do the things that Christ did. It is a call. Mark 16, 17, these, the, these signs shall follow them who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will lay hands on the sick. Let's read it. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues and they will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. And there's 
many, many more verses in the New Testament to back up what we are talking about, to back up the anointing that Christ wants to pour out on his church. This is the reality that we are in the end times. And the Bible says that in the last days, God's going to pour out his spirit mightily on, on the sons and the daughters, and they shall prophesy and dream dreams. This is it, everybody. This is revival. It is time as a Christian to lose your mind and to gain the mind of Christ. Do not be a scoffer. Who were the scoffers in the biblical times when Jesus came? It was the religious people who scoffed at Jesus and what he said and what he did. And yet they stood there and they saw miracles and they saw people set free, the lame walk, the people who were cast out and nobody wanted anything to do with them were redeemed. And yet here we are today, drug addicts are being set free. People are being healed. Demons are being drove out left and right in multitudes of numbers. Radical encounters of God with people are happening. People are are seeing Christ in their dreams, and yet you stand aside and stand with your religious traditions, and you scoff at those who are actually experiencing the move of God. What has happened to Christianity? Brothers and sisters, it is time to unite and stand together. Do you want to experience the move of God? Oh my gosh, so many people have been church hurt because we have failed as Christians to represent the Bible, to represent who Jesus says he is. It is time to take on the mind of Christ, the lifestyle of Christ. See, Jesus doesn't have a body on earth no more. We are the body of Christ. That is not symbolic. That is literal. And it's time to rise up and represent Jesus in our world. The sick are, are hurting. They need deliverance. They need help. They need healing. We got to reach out. It's through our hands. We can sit here and say, oh, God, move. Oh, God, please move. Whose hands is he going to move through? If you don't pray for the sick, who's going to? If you don't lay hands on people and drive demons out, who is going to? If you don't walk and represent Christ on earth, who is going to? Let's close with prayer. Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. And I pray that if anybody in this stream, in this recording, Lord, if they are ready for an anointing for the drop of the Holy Ghost to come on them, God, we pray right now that they would receive the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We come against any unclean spirit that may be over their life. We cancel that legal assignment and we command them to come out in Jesus' name, up and out of the mouth in Jesus' name right now. We stand against the enemy. We take up our, our shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, and we come against the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We declare deliverance. We declare freedom over everyone in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that you would continue to guide our steps, Lord. We thank you for the revival that is happening, God. We thank you for just being so true to your word, Lord, for backing up with your scripture, what you had written in your scripture, that you back it up, Lord. When we don't deserve the grace that you give us, you still do, Lord, and you still back it up with divine power. And God, we praise you for that. God, we thank you for what you did on the cross, and we're going to praise you forever and ever. Amen. Thank you guys for joining. Be sure to catch the next message.